and Tamika. I am your co-host Tamika alongside via Zoom. Yes, we are social distancing. My friend of more than 20 years, Marissa. <laughs> I'm fantastic. How are you? I'm good. Good. Yeah. yeah. You look cute with a hat on, FYI. How are you making out in the uh the quarantine? How's the week gone? So I some days and I'm like, I'm oh, okay, I'm fine, everything's fine, you're fine, what? Yeah, okay. And then other days I'm like, I'm fine. Okay, good to know. So today's show is entitled The Guilt and Shame of It All. Basically, we'll be discussing how others guilt us, how we guilt others, and the shame that we may or may not feel in said guilt. Um, yeah. I think a lot, a lot of that is coming to light these days where people are forced to stay home and domesticate in some way more than they've ever had to in some cases um, right. get to know members of their family in ways they never had to to know um the side chicks are like okay i really ain't important there's just i a, wonder how that's happening you know there's a lot of guilt going around and it's about you know where where do you where do you find the shame is there shame that kind of thing and so i guess i'll, I'll start um and i'll just say so there's nothing worse than you know when you have a conversation with someone family friend whatever and you tell them something good or something that's going on in your life and they start to guilt you I, like nobody can make you feel bad you can only you can you have control over that but yeah but sometimes we can't help it right and so I, I don't like to say i try not to say although i have been victim to it up to saying you make me feel a certain way mm -hmm. um um when it's really the words that you may be saying have an effect or an impact on how I'm feeling at the moment. It's probably a better way of saying it, but nobody in the moment talks that way. And so um, it's one of those things with, when it, with the guilt, like sometimes you ever feel like you're, you don't, you don't wanna share certain things because you feel guilty about how somebody else is going to react to it. Um, yeah, all the time. I have those situations all the time. You know, it's like, I don't wanna, tell people certain truths about myself because if i do number one i feel like they may try to some in some way or another turn it around to 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 make it about them or it's so profound in my eyes that i feel guilty about it and shame associated with it and that's a lot of, there's like a whole bunch of circumstances where that has come into light, you know, where you kind of hold your tongue, but yeah, but that does more harm to yourself than it does when you just, just share it. Do you have under this new living situation that the, that the world is in, have you felt any of this recently? Yeah, I have, I have, um, I definitely have, um, there's a guilty situation that I'm currently experiencing that I'm not ready to share with people. You know what I mean? Okay. 
Yeah, it's like it's like one of those things where like it's like like hypo- hip- hypocrite hypocrisy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Where you ever you ever you ever find yourself in a situation where you judge somebody for something, and then you find yourself in that same exact situation, and you're like, "Well, damn, I can't tell nobody because because I look crazy." <laughs> Are you taking your crow um, in a pie or in a cupcake? Well, I'm thinking it away. Uh oh. Okay. So you feel oh, guilty. You're you're not we're not I'm not gonna ask you too many questions, but you feel guilty about something or someone's someone is aiding in you feeling allowing yourself to feel guilty? Um, I think it's more like like I feel guilty about something. You know what I mean? Aww. I'm, not being, I'm not being aided in it. You know what I mean? It's just one of those things where it's like I have a set of core values that I always believed I had. And there comes a point where, where whatever that can be, it can be about your religion. It can be about, you know, finance thing, you know, whatever the case may be, we all have a set of ideas, ideals and values that we, we espouse upon and say that we, we live by until that moment where you're actually confronted with the hard, choice of really determining do you live by that value or do you not oh man you know what i'm saying yeah i'm sure we've all been there in one way or another you know like i'm a christian and then you know you go to the club saturday night and you know you wake you leave at five and you're at church at eight (laughs) you know like praise jesus (laughs) um that's a tough one that's a tough one, but I appreciate those moments where you have to like look at yourself and question who you are. That's growth. That's just human nature. That's that's the process of living. That's the process of, you know, interacting with people. This is this is this is human nature. So what have you ever had those kind of experiences like whether you felt guilty or someone tried to guilt guilt you or shame you, make you feel shameful about something that you've done? Can yeah, you- all the all the time. I have an aunt um, that like I downplay whatever fun I might have had or how nice something might have been for me because um, either she wasn't um, part of that or invited to or I just I I feel guilty all the time. Yeah. And I would just like, oh, wasn't that nice? Oh, but what'd you do? Oh, not much. You're so with this particular person, it's so bad with you that you know it's bad when you drag other people into it. Yeah. That's not good. Like, yeah. you, like me, I try to do my dirt all by my lonely. Like, I'm not trying to share nothing because I don't need nobody else to lie for me. Like, this is me. I'm, I'm, I'm holding this bag for myself. I'm not going to drag you down and make you feel like you have to, to lie for me or just be quiet or not share your joy in the same joy that we both felt in that moment. You're not like that. <laughs> You're like, look, here's the deal. Um, I'm taking you all down this sinking ship with me. Like, we didn't hang out. I haven't seen you in two weeks. <laughs> Meanwhile, we just went on a trip for two weeks. I just had the time of my life. Oh, boy. I've got, I've got an aunt 
who not the same one. I've got an aunt who like, you might have had like a nice lunch in passing for 15 minutes, but the way she reiterates the story makes it seem like you guys had this like profound coming to Jesus bonding experience. And you're kind of like, well, how do you know she didn't feel that way? Cause she does that shit all the time. There's no way. Like we didn't talk about nothing. We really didn't do nothing. Like, but there, have you ever been in a situation? I, I know I have where, you know, you're out with a friend or someone. You, I mean, you're, you just explain that situation now with another relative. It's like, I know this for a fact because I've been with you and you've been like, oh my God, it was so amazing. And I'll be like, yeah, it was cool. You're like, bitch. Well, you do that shit to me all the time. Exactly. So you can, you can definitely feel that something is great where the other person that shared that same experience with you doesn't feel the same way. No, I, no, I think that she, it's just her personality. Cause you and I had com offline conversations about her where she's like, that was real cool. Right? I'm trying to help you out. Okay. <laughs> 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 but, but, so what do you feel? Like, do you feel shame and guilt in that when she starts, when you don't feel the same way? Yeah. I feel guilty that I didn't look at it in the same way that I should be more appreciative and more, um, you know, and, and in a perfect world, every time we spare, we spare our moments with people, we should walk away feeling blessed because, you know, you know, every day is not guaranteed. Right. And, and somebody, even if they're wasting their time with you, they're, they're giving you their time. And that's really important. That's not something that everybody has. So right. I know I should walk away with it, with that feeling. Now, now I feel really guilty about saying that because I'm like, wow, she's, she's on a level that I'm not in where she walks away from encounters with people feeling, feeling profoundly blessed. And I'm like, the thing that I like about this, this aunt relative that you speak of is that you never walk away. I've never walked away from her feeling less than or not full. You know what I mean? So if she the moments that we were together feel like it was the greatest thing in history. I'm cool with it. Yeah. You're right. I'm just like, I have that memory. She, she told somebody else it was great. Let them feel how they feel, you know, but. See, now I feel guilty. You no, should, that's right. You're you right. Feel guilty. You should definitely feel guilty. you got a lot of guilt you got to handle. You should be using this time in the crib to like, you know, tomorrow's Easter, it's the resurrection. Uh, but but it, that's, that's one of the things that's so funny about like this time where it's like, I can't go nowhere. I'm forced to, to confront myself as a human because like I'm thinning out things, I'm looking, I'm, I'm, I'm you know, dusting and cleaning and organizing. And it's making me confront who I am as a person because you know, I think I said this to you before where like kids are emotional heighteners. So if I'm, if I'm sad, you know, like being stuck at home with not much to do, will bring that out more. So I have, I have, I hate to, I don't, I don't, I don't want to take this where it doesn't need to go, but it's one of those things where it's like organic, it's, it's, that's what a podcast is supposed to be. Yeah. Act like you don't go off topic every week. <laughs> no, you're right. But it's one of those things where it's like, I'm having these profound moments with myself where I'm recalling um, 
um, moments that I didn't like and looking at it from a different angle where it was like, um, we met when I was a kid, right? When we was kids. So remember the whole, like, I, I, I don't pay attention to too much, but like, you know, like the, you remember, you know how kids are like, why are they laughing at me? I'm like, no, they're not laughing at you. That, like, right. So I'll, I'll think about in kindergarten, like they were all laughing. No, they probably weren't laughing at me. I probably did something really cute or really funny. didn't know it. So I'm trying to like, look at my memory and, and think of things that I probably that I've done that other people I feel have done to me and rewriting that almost like retraining myself to to walk away from things in a positive or or in an even in like this neutral state where um i i always feel very awkward especially with crowds people that i don't really know or i'm not quite comfortable with striking up conversations with the hello how are you oh i love this i love that is so easy for me i can literally walk into anything and start talking to anyone but carrying carrying that on beyond the pleasantries is very hard for me and I feel very awkward and I feel very um, um, like stared at almost or, or like, I don't know what to do. I'm good. Yeah. And I'm, I'm looking at those moments and situations and saying, you know what? Um, uh, almost retraining myself how to think of that and just being like, you know what? Maybe you're not that awkward. And if you are, that's okay. Everybody's got something calm it down and you know what it's not always about you like when I'm talking to someone if people like you I, I'm pretty good with social cues I can tell when somebody wants me to shut the fuck up probably seven times out of ten um or they want to keep talking and maybe they needed that so it's not about me maybe it's about the other person right. so I'm I'm looking at those those moments on those situations or and I'm also trying to like reframe how I'm talking to other adults where um, at home, and there's like, are you are you trying to have conversations with other people, with your kids' parents, and I mean, I'm not your kids' parents, your <laughs> yeah, with one of them, yeah, um, with the the parents of your kids' friends. No, no, not really. So I'm I'm in a group text with some of the girls that I work with, and sometimes like we have so many different personalities, and I'm and I'm trying to chime in whenever somebody's really like. Um, oh, I don't know how I'm ever going to recover financially from this. This is crazy. Right. I know, I know, I, I'm acknowledging your feelings right now, but we can't think about that right now. We got things to do. What, what was on your list that you said you were going to do this week? And it's not that I'm trying to be dismissive because that's not my intention. And I say that my intention is not to be dismissive. I just want, I don't want you to sit in that frame of mind or like, um, sometimes like I've been watching a lot of movies with my kids. We watched Trolls World Tour yesterday, mm -hmm. and I definitely know I'm I'm in my own head very very much right now. So I was looking at that movie, and I walked away with it a lot more than a stinking cartoon needed probably wanted the message to be. But it was one of those things where it's um I don't want to spoil it if anyone hasn't seen it, but I walked away with it in in a celebration of um. You know, everybody's always like, oh, we're different and that's okay. We're all the same and that's okay. However you feel about that, however you want to phrase that, it's, it's, it's about who you are. Listen to someone else. The only way to grow is to listen to someone else. 
they're telling you their experience and and the journey that they've been through with their words and their actions listen if you pause and listen you will learn a lot more than if you kept asking and talking and i think that's one of those things that's so beautifully done and so beautifully said obviously clearly i've got two nine-year-olds and a soon-to-be eight-year-old they didn't walk away with it they just now know that they um one of them apparently now likes funk and huh? that's funk music they funk. go through all these genres of music uh, uh, i saw the yeah they have all these genres of music represented in the movie and like now one of them really likes funk oh okay yeah but it's it's you know it's it's one of those things where my like like we were saying before you know my experience at watching this movie with them is clearly different from theirs they're looking at it from um just a different frame of mind where i i'm more you're like 30 years older than them number one yeah. you've seen more and yeah. if i was to see it i probably would look at it different than you so that's yeah. both part of being human so i mean that's fine you can take away yeah, Whatever. but that was the whole, that's the whole thing that I'm, that, that, that was my whole takeaway. So what was the shame and guilt of that? There was no shame and guilt in that. It was part of the process that I was telling. This was oh, my we, whole, was, we give everybody a sneak peek of next week's show? No. It was <laughs> the whole process, my, my thought process of like the game, the, the shame and guilt that I have felt in these moments of my life with my right. encounters with other people. And I always feel very like, um, I, you never, you ever, this, this hasn't happened to me in probably 10 years, but do you ever talk to someone that, and they're like, oh, I know we're not very close. And you're like, I, oh my God, you're in my will. What are you talking about? Like, you know, like in your mind, you're like, I thought we were really close and they're talking to you and you're like, what? I thought we were really everybody close. Everybody, any and everybody that's ever said that to me, they were accurate. <laughs> no no you get the opposite no because I, I always I always walk into like thinking like wow we're really close and then I come to find out we're not but okay but with you you get the opposite you always have somebody trying to tell you oh my god we're so much alike we're so close I I know you I know you and I'm always like and truth of truth of the matter is nobody really knows me and I still have trust issues because I got secrets that I came and tell my best friend, my mother, my cousin, like, you know what I'm saying? There's certain things like, you know, and it's not, it's not about like, it's not about me in terms, it's like a, a, a circumstance, you know what I mean? Something that happened, not something that is me. Do you know what I'm saying? So I just want to clear things up to people. Like I'm not pregnant or nothing. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? And see, that's what I'm saying, right? There. Your face that you just made right there. This is what made me start, what, what made me want to do this show because I was watching something and um, it, was, I think it was like a meme or something. I don't remember exactly, but it was like um, the juxtaposition between a mom with children and a mom that doesn't have kids. And so that's what it was. And then like in the comments, What's so funny about that? A mom that doesn't have children. A mom that doesn't have children. Oh, yeah. And a woman that doesn't have children. Um, but so the thing about that is that um, somebody in the comments was like, you know, I wish people would 
would start stop making comments about women that don't have children. You don't know what their circumstances, and it's hard enough with them having to be around people that have children and seem to like like you like you always talk about a relative who would just like I'm getting pregnant next week and pers the person would be pregnant. You know what I mean? Yeah. With people, yeah. Like, I, you know I'm not gonna have. I think I'm gonna have five kids, and I just have five kids. Meanwhile, yeah. people like me is like, yeah, no, it's not gonna happen. You can't have one. You know what I mean? And yeah. so I have this this guilt that's been coming lately because everything is about like everybody's posting pictures, posting videos and stuff with their kids, and it's very it's cute, but on the other hand, you're like, damn, like it just kind of like passed me by. You know what I mean? And so sometimes I have this guilt where I'm like, why did I stop? Like I knew I was like out of money to continue you know, trying to have a kid, like IVF or whatever. But if I really wanted it, wouldn't I have tried, continue? And so I have this guilt that like, I stopped too early, you know? Really? Like, but do I, do I go into, is there shame? And like, I don't know. Like I, I wrestle with that a lot, you know, especially lately. Like there's, there's a point in your life where, you know, like I made the decision to stop because I didn't have enough money to, like my insurance was getting depleted. It's like one of those things, you know? But like, I still had some money in the bank. Like, but it's like, did I really want to have a kid? Why would I, if I really wanted a kid, why would I stop? I went through all that, all the shots, you know, being giving myself the shot and just like, it was just a lot, you know, and then I just, one day I was just like, eh. I don't know. I just, I, and I, I have this guilt about that on top of the fact that I, that I have, um, I don't know if it's, it's like shame and guilt, but I also find myself, I know I've done this to you and thankfully you've been a really good friend to me where you don't, and I don't actually, I don't know if that's a good friend or not, because there's a lot of things that you should really call me on my bullshit and you don't. And I know you, you, you bite your tongue a lot. You, you really probably shouldn't, but for whatever reason you do. Whereas with you, I don't bite my tongue. I tell you what I feel, how I feel. I didn't always be, I wasn't always that well. I, I wasn't always like that. I used to always hold things in to the point where it would make me sick. And then one day I was just like, fuck it. You're getting on my nerves. It started with letters and emails. And now it's just like, I just say how I feel, you know, about a certain situation. I don't know if you're at that point yet, because I know there's been situations between the two of us where I know I probably unfairly, not that I intentionally guilted you, but I, because I couldn't hold my tongue, I know that some of the words I may have said could have come across like I was trying to guilt you. You know what I mean? And you you always hold back and you just, like you're doing now, you suck your lips in, bite your lips. <laughs> you do that. And I, I don't know if it's like you're thinking about it or, you know, what 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 the circumstance is. But I do know, like, there was there were periods of time where, you know, trying to wrestle between being as the best kind of friend that I can be to you while also suppressing my sadness about the fact that I couldn't share that same kind of joy. Like I always envisioned us having our kids together that, you know, playing, they become best friends and that kind of thing. And so watching you raise your kids while at the same time suppressing 
in my own way, my feelings, but to the point where whenever they would pop up it would be like a one-liner, you know, and it's not cool to you. It's not fair to you, but you wouldn't say anything. You just be like, whatever. Oh, Marissa, I didn't mean to make you cry. Really? Oh, shit. I hate you right now. <laughs> the bitch is crying. <laughs> We're zooming so I can see her. <laughs> I hate you right now. <laughs> so anyway, I'm going to, you know, I, I never want to, like, hurt Marissa's feelings or anything like that. Um... I'm gonna let her gather herself, but at the end of the day, I always want her to be happy. And sometimes it, it, it's like my my satisfaction overtook her happiness. It's not fair, but it's like a coping mechanism. You know what I mean? To deal with my inadequacies and what I what I was unable to have. This the shame and the guilt and putting that on somebody else, which is not fair, but we all cope in our own ways and it, it wasn't fair to her and but you know she still stayed my friend and she didn't you know throw me away anyway go ahead you're back <laughs> no but you have to remember too when you're and that's the whole part about listening to somebody else when they're communicating with you you shouldn't communicate out of a heightened sense of feelings so like somebody might come to you and may make you really angry Take a moment because you want to acknowledge that person's feelings. You want to understand what their journey is. And yeah, you want to respond. And sometimes the response is better off saying nothing because what, what does that do for the relationship that you're looking to grow? You know, like, oh, you're making me feel bad. Oh, okay. But it's just a moment. You might get out of it once you just sit and process for a moment. And once you sit and listen to someone else, what now you got me tearing up i hate you right now <laughs> but it's true though you can't you can't communicate in height, heightened sense of feelings and that's that's even but even that that speaks to even under happiness you might have plans when you're at a heightened say, state of happiness but that might not be able to come to fruition and you can't hold someone accountable for communication during heightened sense of of emotion right that's just that's just not how it should work. Right. It's true. Well, I yeah. didn't make you cry. I just... No, no, no. It's not that you did... Don't worry about that. And the thing is, of the two of us, I'm not a crier, but no, for some reason... Like, what is she doing? I'm looking at you. What is happening? <laughs> Ew. <laughs> no, because you know what? The conversation that you were just doing is a conversation I had with myself in private because, you know, I, I was... I was there at points in my life and I, I remember conversations hearing other people and, and I just think about like that in multiple ways. It's not, you know, the conversation, that conversation we've had in so many different ways and areas and with different people. And it's not, it's not something that that's very, I have successors guilt, survivors guilt. I think it is. It's called well, there. I just survivors remorse. Oh yeah, yeah. They actually have a there's a TV show called that too. It's like yeah. it's like athletes who go to AAU basketball and football camp and all this stuff with their best friend. But their best friend gets the scholarship to Kentucky. Oh, they go to you know 
the local school around town, the friend goes to get us, you know, football scholarship or goes to become NFL or NBA or something. And they're like, what the hell? You know? Yeah. You came up the same way. And I'm sure that's like siblings do that too. And it's like the one, yeah. oh, I could sing better than her. Why is she Mary J? You know? <laughs> I feel like that's a Braxton sister. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Tamar can sing really good. That new song that she has, I swear it's Tony when she sings. Yeah, right? Yeah. Mm. But it's but it's crazy because it's like I I I have guilt that sometimes I suppress my happiness or a moment. I don't do that with you, um, but I do that with other people. And I don't like even when conversations about this on and off air, where I'm looking at you, I'm like, what the hell are you doing? Like this is like, be real. But I can't. Yeah. Like I said, I can't expect you to to come to the same point that I did. Yeah. You know, like I care about hurting people's feelings, but I can no longer suppress my own to make that mm-hmm. comfortable. Yeah. It's it's too much. Remember how much you'd be like, girl, go to the bathroom. You'd be like, no, I'm holding like Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> everything in. Everything. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't I don't do that with a lot of things. There's just some things that I do feel guilty about and I just I but but again, that just has to do with my some things I do hold I bite my tongue. Because I know, I know that it's, it's not about me or I'm really angry or I'm really sad or I'm really something in that moment. And I don't want to talk out of those feelings. You know what always sticks with me when, like, if somebody said to name five things, like, to describe Marissa, one of the one things that will always come up is when you say, I pick my battles. Mm-hmm. I always think of how you always say that, pick my battles. Yeah. I'm like, bitch, every, every, love is a battlefield, okay? <laughs> I love that song. <laughs> Crazy. Well, let's, um, let's transition. I know it's a quick yeah. transition, but let's uh, transition to uh, a yep, that's trending. Yep, that's trending. We wanted to um, spend some time talking to our friend, Missy. Um, about COVID-19 and blood donations and, and that kind of thing. Um, so welcome our friend Missy to the show. Hello. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you, you for having me on. What? How are you, Mom and Darren? <laughs> <laughs> Family's good. Thank you. <laughs> how, how are you, how are you um, surviving with uh, the corona and being stuck in the house and um, the this Rona. is not very different than what I do on a weekly basis, <laughs> except it, I used to not be able to work from home and now I'm sort of allowed to work from home. It depends, but I work in the donor centers now. As two introverts, this is okay. The only thing that's not okay Three. is occasional, oh, you're not an introvert, but uh, <laughs> the occasional, the occasional like walk around a store, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, yes. Like that's the only Thing that's throwing me through the loop and that like and going to a store like I just went to our local um like butcher shop because we were getting cold cuts the kids wanted sandwiches and everybody has to like they have the little tape on the floor and I'm like I hope this never ends <laughs> yeah they need to keep that tape 
there are certain people that they don't know, like back up. You know, you ever go in the supermarket and somebody's like knocking yes. your shopping cart? Yes. And it, it's like, it's, I don't know if you guys ever listened to Dane Cook, but like people would like leave something in line and then walk away and then come back and think yes. that, that that was absolutely fine. And that is not fine. And, and now it's even less fine. <laughs> okay, exactly. and, and I really like the, the self-checkout. You know, I'm, I'm really about that now. Well, CVS by me, they don't have anybody at the register after a certain time because they're still open till I think it's 10 now, but from like seven to 10, it's only self-checkout. And I was like, you don't know that I'm not taking like cover girl makeup or, you know, whatever. <laughs> I'm, I'm not. There's but, somebody in the back room on the camera, I'm sure. Yeah, but are they going to run out in time? I doubt it because I'll just cough. They, they'll be saying. like, uh, you, I saw you take that Vaseline. <laughs> but anyway all right so thank you again for um coming on the show i think Russ keeps going in and out for whatever reason i don't know why is anybody else noticing that well only anybody else would be missy <laughs> <laughs> it does you both cut off a little bit i think i didn't know i've never used zoom before so okay i didn't know uh, that. yeah i i don't know either but as long as you guys can hear me uh, she's gone um, because i'm the most important voice on the zoom um <laughs> nice nice know, I, I appreciate it <laughs> <laughs> I think so, she's laughing at you. <laughs> the, the first thing, the first thing I'm going to get into is like we hear all this stuff about COVID, and you know it's really important that people start donating blood now. And but it's like, who's going to a blood drive? Well, that's actually funny because all blood drives have been canceled. So um, the American Red Cross—I don't know if you guys ever watch Hulu—but they have a um, advertisement on constantly. But in the New York area, there is no American Red Cross gathering blood, so uh, there is a need for blood. But we've canceled all mobile blood drives. So if you used to have one at the YMCA or at a school, obviously we're not having that. Right. So um, right now, blood donations are only being used for critical cases. There's no elective surgery at all. So we're doing okay right now with blood, but um, once elective surgeries happen or if accidents increase because, you know, people on the road is drastically decreased, um, they're all crazy on the road, but not as many accidents as we I usually have, <laughs> um, we're, we're going to be in a dire situation. So how do now, where do you go? go? I'm sorry. Go ahead, Marissa. How do you, like, I consider myself a corn. I'm O negative and CMV negative. Oh, wow. Uh, exactly. Yeah, so that's I a big deal. She like proud of that. She, and so anyway. It's a big deal. <laughs> but it's a, I'm a big deal. But do you donate? I do donate. I have my, my uh, blood donor card. Okay. And, and I'm so amazing that whenever I go to like our blood center here on Beth Highway, I usually do it during the holidays. They never make me wait. So they're like, do you have an appointment? And I slap my card down. I'm like, oh, negative, CMV negative. They're like, sit right down. Yeah. Like, well, what is the card? I don't understand. How, what is that? Uh, it's so if you, once you donate blood, it's, it's to kind of get you through medical a little bit quicker. So when you go in to, to donate blood, we have six donor centers on Long Island. There's a whole bunch from New York Blood Center. We're not just in New York anymore. Um, but if you wanted to go in to donate, if you've never donated before, you don't have a card, it takes a little bit longer. So, and it also has your blood type on it. So if you're like Marissa, you're going to get in there a little bit quicker because that's, uh, it's a big deal to be O negative. People think that it's a rare blood type. It's not that. Um, the 
it's your antigens are a little bit different, so that is a little bit more rare. But O negative, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No. Oh, so O negative is what they use. So like when you're watching TV and you see the bad medical dramas, and they're like, "We need two units of O neg stat." That actually happens. That's exactly what they do. Um, so if you go to the hospital and you need blood immediately, they don't have time to type you. They're going to use O negative. So that's why it's so important to have O negative in stock all the time because almost everybody can have it. But then now, correct me if I'm wrong, being CMV negative, I can also give blood to newborn babies, right? Yes. So that's a big deal too because- What is that? What is that? Um, it's a you bacteria can better. in your yeah. blood. It's a bacteria in your blood. And um, it's, it's not that you can get something. It just happens to be present in your blood. So if you're negative, that means you're negative of that. You can give blood to newborn babies. So not only is Mercer's- um, Red blood cell important, her plasma is important because that's where the, those antigens um, develop and that's what babies need though. a lot. <laughs> well, I have seen nobody dance because somebody told them their blood was good. <laughs> listen, listen, when yeah, you have like a few, but first of all, when you've got a few things that are amazing, <laughs> I mean, you dance, okay? So O negative, CMV negative, you know, what, you know what it is to walk into a place and feel like a VIP? Well, I mean, like, look, keeping it real, you, you're saving lives. I mean, that, I mean, that's really what it comes down to. So. Yeah. But yeah, so if since there's no blood drives, I'm sorry. I was saying, see, Tamika, whatever. <laughs> so, what about the blood drive? So, there's no blood drive. So how are, people, no, are they are they donating now, or can yes. you still donate? No, you can still donate. There's six blood centers um, specifically for Long Island. Um, Blood centers, they, it's Port Jeff, Bohemia, Melville, Massapequa. Those are the ones closest to where we reside. Um, we, we're taking appointments only. That way we can stagger how many people are in there at the same time so that everybody's safe because we want to take the right precautions. So the door is locked. So when you come up to the door, um, somebody will greet you at the door. They'll take your temperature when you come in. And then they'll let you donate blood as long as you meet certain criteria. But if anybody right now wants to donate blood, they'd have to contact one of the donor centers um, mm -hmm. and then they could register an appointment. But here's what's going to happen. Um, once we lift the stay at, once the stay at home is lifted, I can't lift anything. Um, <laughs> once the stay at home <laughs> is lifted and elective surgeries go back on the table, we uh, have no blood on the shelf. So, if there's a really be bad if there's a surge of accidents um if we elective surgery is not like oh you know i'm gonna go get a tummy tuck elective surgery is i have to get my knee replaced i have to take care of the surgery that i've been needing but it's elective because you don't need it right now but once those go back on we don't have enough blood to sustain that so we need people what's the to process though like what are, what are, are do they have contingency plans that you know of that are set in place for the future, say it's June or July, where people, yeah. what are they gonna do, do you know? So right now what, what we're trying to do is we're trying to schedule as many blood drives as possible. So as soon as the stay at home is lifted, you're gonna see like a, a ton of blood drives go on the books. And normally we're already in a shortage for June, July and August because people do not wanna donate when they're on vacation, right. um, when they're partying, we'll obviously. On vacation. Oh, well, probably it'll not. There's going to be a lot of staycations. <laughs> but I don't think a lot of people think about donating blood in general because without a crisis, only 2% of the population actually donates blood. 
And that same 2% is giving again and again. So Marissa, when you donate, how often do you get called to come back and donate again? Oh, I get the hero club. I get all of it because just be my What's husband. What's the hero is, club? Oh, when you're an, oh, you're part of the hero club. And as more you donate, you get like free shit. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, like a hero, but, like a sandwich? No, like, like little like trinkets. Like a superhero. Like trinkets and stuff. But it's here. Oh, oh, hero. Like oh. the hero club because I'm, oh, but my husband's oh as well, but he doesn't, um, he doesn't, he doesn't, he's not negative. So he doesn't feel like it's as important. But that's the thing on Long Island. Um, we, we are always in a blood shortage for O positive. So what really? a lot of, yeah, a lot of people don't realize um, B positive is the most prevalent blood type in New York. Um, but across the country, it's not. It's, it's super rare to have people be B positive. I'm B positive, but they don't really need my blood right now because we have enough B positive. It's the O negative and the O positive that we really need. Um, and then if you leave New York, the reason why the blood diversity is so different is because it's based on background. It's based on ethnicity. So in New York, you have a lot more ethnicities, but you need a lot of different types of blood. Once you leave New York, you don't have that. You have a lot of white blood in certain places. I mean, let's be real. And, and that doesn't include white blood isn't white people or white blood isn't white. Blood? No white blood isn't white people. Oh, okay. And that, and what's that, what's that blood type? It depends, but you're going to see, um, amongst, I don't want to say the wrong thing, but you're going to see a little bit less of B positive and, and other bloods that are a little bit considered more rare. Um, so one of the rarest blood types is AB, but the problem is AB can't give to anybody except AB. So, that becomes the thing where depending on what antigens they need and stuff like that, it could be a golden type of blood, but that's most people can take O negative. That's why it's so sought after. So what are, what are the, um, oh, two questions and maybe mm -hmm. them at the same time. What, what are the, the age requirements and as it pertains to, um, the coronavirus, what, why do you, why are they saying so much that, you know, people need to donate now when it comes to that? And do you need to, do they do testing to see if you have it while you're oh, Those are really good questions. Um, so the age requirements, um, they're, they're the same. They, they'll stay the same, but other restrictions the FDA has lifted. I can tell you about those if there's time, but um, you, if you're 16, you can donate blood with parental or guardian consent. Okay. After 16, 17, 18, and um, they can, they don't need parental or guardian consent. They just need to meet a certain height and weight requirement. Once you hit 19, you can donate blood without anyone's consent, without as long as you're 110 pounds. And then once you hit 74, after 74, you need a one-time doctor's note for your doctor to say, yes, you're healthy enough to donate blood because there's other restrictions for that person, not that we don't want their blood, but we want to make sure they don't leave feeling worse. So the doctor will make that assessment and then um, they don't need another doctor's note unless they have a major procedure. So okay. 16 to 74. Okay, cool. And what about with the, the corona? Are they okay. testing there or, or okay. what, so, is, what is it needed for when it comes to that? So there's that's two parts. So what we need people to donate is not... Um, it's not just blood, it's plasma. So if anybody has had COVID-19 and they have proof that they've had it, they've been tested, then they have a screenshot of that, we can sign them up to donate um, COVID plasma. It's called convalescent plasma. What happens is that 
plasma has antibodies because they've already fought the disease and it's given to people that are in dire need of something and those antibodies help them to recover from COVID easier. So the only, right now, the only people that are developing this is New York Blood Center. Um, they're taking in the plasma with the help of, right now I think we're working with Mount Sinai Hospital in this area. And then that is being in return transfused to COVID patients so that they can hopefully um, fight COVID. And then, what was the other question? <laughs> um, are they, are they <laughs> testing? Oh, we, we can't, we don't test the blood for coronavirus because it's um, coronavirus. I don't know if you guys know, but coronavirus is uh, the, it's the common cold too. So there's different types of it. Coronavirus is not, is not transmitted through blood. And a lot of people don't understand why that is, but it's because it's a respiratory infection. It's not something that you can get from blood. So we do not test for it. Um, however, other things that you could possibly get through blood, um, we do make sure the blood is scrubbed and before it goes to anybody. And we'll test for certain things like HIV, you know, certain- So there's blood. like a cycle? When, once, once it's drawn from your blood, I'm sorry, I'm asking all the questions. No, no, it's fine. <laughs> um, I, once it's drawn from, from your veins, like the, the cycle is like what? What is it? Okay, so after the blood is taken, it depends. There's two types of blood, uh, do well, there's multiple blood donations, but when it comes to red blood cells, there's a whole blood donation, which means that it's, it's the red blood cells, the platelets, the plasma, and the white blood cells that are taken out in, as one pint. That then goes to the lab. It gets scrubbed so that if there's if somebody smokes, whether it's uh, tobacco or marijuana, it's scrubbed from the blood. Um, and it go, after it goes from there, and any medications are taken out. So blood thinners can't be taken out. So if somebody's on a blood thinner and they didn't tell us that because we asked those specific questions, um, we we can't use the blood. Um, but if they have other medications, like say somebody's on um, mental health regimen that's taken out of the blood and then it's separated. And then cancer patients get the platelets for the most part. Um, the red blood cell goes usually to accident victims, sickle cell um, patients, um, and anybody that has like any type of blood disorder. And then the plasma usually goes to like babies, but it can be, it depends on who needs it. When it's a double red cell, it's just hemoglobin. And that is given to, cause it's already restricted, it's already processed when it's taken out of the body. That's why it takes a little bit longer. And then we're checking for anything and then it goes straight to the hospital. What's the most important thing to donate? Whole blood, uh, plasma, what's more important? So it depends because it depends on, on where the, the need is at any given time right now. Um, we're looking for whole blood. So anybody that wants to make a whole blood donation, anybody that uh, meets the criteria for the double red cell, we'll take that too for like O negative because that, that is a better type of blood to give to somebody who is in trauma. So, okay. but we, like, we wouldn't be able to donate um, via double red cell because we don't, we're not tall enough and we don't weigh enough. I weigh enough, but I'm not tall enough. <laughs> You have to be you have to be five five because it's uh based and on the BMI, right? Five yeah. five and one sixty. Yeah. I think so, yeah. And then um, it also depends on what your iron is, and that's the reason why most women, a lot of women, can't donate is their iron's not high enough. I I donated one time. It was the worst experience of my life. I feel like I was there for an hour. I have very weak veins. 
it took all damn day. Yeah. And so, I'm like, I can't do this again. Like, I'm sorry. They ain't never called <laughs> me again. They were just probably like, all right, we good. How What's your blood type? Yeah, do you know your blood type? I do, but I don't remember it. I think it's A. Okay. Well, people don't need to know their blood type in order to donate. That's one of the most common questions I get. Um, you don't need to know your blood type because we'll type it, but it, it does help because if you're like, hey. I'm, I'm O negative, they're going to, they're going to, they're going to pull out all the stops. Yeah. <laughs> well, I have, when, when I was born, you know, back in the day, I don't know if they do them now, but like, you know, the baby book where your mom or your grandmother would write every yeah. little detail. So in the beginning, it, that's how I always know. When I know I need to get my, my blood type, I'll go to the book and see what it was written down. Because it, it even has my, uh, my birth brace, my bracelet when you're first born. Mm -hmm. that in there, like all that. My, my family's like been neurotic about, you know, documenting everything. I wonder where I get that from. But, so it has <laughs> I blood say, in there. I just have to say something. Missy, you're drinking that coffee and it looks like heaven. <laughs> um, it is. It's my first day in two weeks. I don't know what it is about coffee from outside of your house, but that looks like, is it everything I think of? It really is. And I feel bad saying that because I actually went out to go get it because I was on my way home from the donor center. And I felt like mm -hmm. since I was working, I might as well treat myself. Yeah. Well, now speaking of the coffee, does that, can you drink coffee before yeah. giving blood? You shouldn't, but you can. So, um, just quickly, my first donating experience. Um, so, you know, you're supposed to eat something and be hydrated when you go to donate blood. Um, I work for the blood <laughs> center. Funny. I know this. I think I, I know this is going. I did not do that. Um, my uh, intake of calories that day consisted of nine cups of coffee. Um, and I donated blood. And then I didn't understand why I was lightheaded afterwards. <laughs> so you're supposed to kind of cut back on caffeine. <laughs> And when I found myself in the parking lot of the fire department on the ground uh, after I had donated, I couldn't understand why. <laughs> so, yeah, you should abstain from caffeine before you donate. I, you know, I'm just diverting just a little bit when you mentioned coffee. So we've known each other, all three of us, for years. Yes. And <laughs> one thing that always comes to my mind. Decades. What? decades it's true yeah yeah many years um you you guys have long known each other longer than it's weird yeah i've known, I've known missy longer than i've known marissa and i've known missy longer than i've known to me yeah yeah here and there you go so but i don't know to do anything but i just remember so when we all used to work together and sam goody missy would always come in with her cup of coffee from like starbucks and I'd always look at her like, this is so pretentious. Who the hell buys coffee? I and know, now, I didn't like, drink coffee at the time. And now, now, I'm, like, now I'm like, oh, I got to stop this 7-Eleven. Like, and I got, like, I bought Starbucks stock. It's like, well, no, I didn't. I wanted to buy Starbucks stock. I, I, it ended up, I waited too long. I should have bought it back in the day when Missy was running to, to Starbucks. <laughs> it was like $15. We we, uh, full disclosure, we all worked at the same music store in a shopping center, and they had Starbucks there. And at That's, the time, I didn't drink oh, coffee, they did? I and I drank, yeah, it was right yep. next to, um, um, yeah, it was Subway. over by the Chinese buffet. It was the Chinese buffet, then it was Subway, then it was Starbucks, yep. I yeah. totally don't remember that. <laughs> do you guys remember that? I'm sorry. I'm, no, I'm totally digressing. No, say, say. What, what, that what? Chinese buffet, do you guys remember what they found in the dumpster? Yes, yes. you told me the story. What was it? 
<laughs> it's terrible. It's a terrible, terrible story. But um, they found pelts in the dumpster of that Chinese buffet. Pelts. Oh, was, what, what I think you were telling me the story like that the pelts? security guard was what was slammed someone against the dumpster, and then they found it yes. in there. Yep, they they found um, local pets. They found their like um, they found. I'm not lying, guys. Uh, this is what the security guard had told me. So they had found, um, like, uh, cat and dog. Because, and it shut so. down, but now there's a new buffet there. Yeah, it's a different buffet, I think. But, well, I think buffets is a wrap. Like, <laughs> oh. has shut down. Like, I'm trying to go to Atlantic City this month. I don't know if I'm going to go this summer. I'm trying to go this summer. But now I'm like, do I really want to go to the buffet? Well, I, mean, I, I don't do. know. I don't know. Well, I because do. it was already bad enough, you know, people always cough and they don't cover their mouth, but maybe more people will be more conscious of how they are in public. Maybe it's forcing people to be more self-aware. You know what I mean? Yeah. Do they have buffets in places where they wear the masks all the time? Wait, what? I don't, like, there's so buffets you, in hospitals. Like, um, the places, like, I think there's places in China, I know there's places in South Korea, because I've been there, but they, where they wear the masks all the time anyway. Um, I wonder if they have buffets at those places, too, you know? Yeah, I, yeah. I don't know how that works. Things that make you say, hmm. <laughs> well, welcome to our show, because this is where we, where we always go off topic. But that's part of <laughs> the show. No, I love your show. You guys are great. I think you guys are really funny, too. What do you think about us? <laughs> Tell me, tell me. <laughs> tell me more, tell me more. <laughs> uh, honestly, I'm extremely entertained when you guys aren't fighting. I don't well, like not, the fights. When you guys fighting? argue, sometimes Who you guys argue. Fighting? <laughs> sometimes you guys argue, a, and then I get little, very uncomfortable. We get a little testy, but it, it's all in good fun. No, she, no, you guys are actually really fun. She ain't going nowhere. <laughs> ain't nothing better than me. I mean, come on, let's be real. Um, so before we end this blood oh discussion, how long... Um, between blood donations, can you, can you go? Like okay. if I, if I was to go make an appointment and go on Monday, when can I go back again? Two months. So if you do make a, a regular whole blood donation, it's 56 days between donations that gives your, your body time to recuperate. And if my boss hears any of this, I don't care, but, um, you burn 650 calories every time you donate blood. What? Really? So, yeah. You're burning 650 calories when you donate Wait, blood. How? That's how? Because first of all, um, your body's trying to recreate the blood. So that's why you have to give your body 56 days because now you're down a pint of blood. It takes your body uh, 56 days to regenerate um, the whole blood. So the red blood cells, the platelets, the plasma, it takes your body some time to, to have enough of it so you can sustain. Some people, like my roommate, she has um, hemochromatosis which means that she has a high amount of iron in her blood. She's the type of person that should donate every 30 days, if not every two weeks, depending on how, how mm -hmm. her blood is. But for most people, a general thing, um, 56 days between donations. Now, somebody donates a double red cell that I talked about before, you're just giving red blood cells. It takes 112 days for your body to make that back up. So mm -hmm. that's four months instead of two months. Okay. Yeah, and then... I just think it's funny because only 38% of all people are actually eligible to give blood. Now, so if you have 100 people come in and only 38 of them can donate, it's not that the blood isn't good. It's that that person most often is because that person is going to walk out um, feeling 
worse or not being able to function or something, most people can't donate because of a risk to the donor, not to the person receiving the blood. And then out of the 38% right. of people that can donate in the country, 5% do. In New York, it's only 2%. And in New York, mm -hmm. we have the highest amount of community service per capita than the entire United States. Yet we have the lowest amount of people that come in and donate blood. Because they don't know you guys got cookies and snacks. I, yeah, and drinks. It, you got juice care about a cookie. Some people don't, but some people do. And the, the one thing- are giving money. Like, you, do they still give money for donations? No. No. So if a hospital, that's actually, it's not a law, but a hospital is not allowed to get blood if the blood has been paid for. Because you run the risk of having people lie about what they did. And then there's, there's risk of, of the blood being tainted or them saying that they weigh a certain amount and they don't, we don't weigh people. We, we go on the honor system here. Right. So, I mean, you can tell by looking sometimes, like sometimes they're a hundred pounds off, but I'm going to tell you, like, if you have, if you have to be 110 pounds, I, I wouldn't think you could give blood. I don't know what you weigh, but I would be, I wouldn't be surprised if they turn you away and say, there's no I'm way not, you're hundred. I'm never giving blood again. You're talking to her, right? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, like, you can't, like, you can't tell sometimes, like, when somebody says that they, they, you know, they're going to meet the height, weight requirement, whatever. Um, so a lot of people can't give blood because it's going to be a detriment to themselves. Right. But then you have all these people that are super healthy, they can give blood, but they want to donate money, which is fine. And then there's all these people that don't have money to donate. It, it doesn't cost them anything to give the blood. So it's an easy way to give back without, like, leaving and you know, you're saving lives. But well, how are you guys promoting it? Not you specifically, mm -hmm. but what, what things are being done to promote it? And uh, twofold question, what, what, I mean, I know we, we start off talking about the coronavirus, but what other, other than, you know, car accidents and, you know, major accidents, what is the blood being used for? Um, so where are donations for blood? It's just going to um, those in need. We do testing. But that's on a different, that's a totally different donation process when we test blood, like cord blood, things like that, um, which has stem cells. Um, but when it comes to blood donations that we're giving to the hospital, we are asking the groups that have their drives to promote it. So that's where my job comes in. I'm, I'm considered what's a, it's, I'm like a recruiter. So I'm trying to get more people to go to a blood drive by going and I do a lot of public speaking about the need for blood. And I, I talk to a lot of people and I start with kids. I go into classrooms and I talk to kids about the need for blood and where does the blood go? What is the blood made of? Because those kids, when they're well-informed, they're gonna talk to their parents, their neighbors. And then as they get older and they get into high school, they're gonna donate blood. And then as I, they get older. I agree. My high school used to do them. And yep. then that, I think that's when I got my card, my first card, which was like paper. And yeah, then like 40 years then, huh? No, <laughs> no, um, I, <laughs> no, but in high school that they always did drives every year and it was always such a big deal to go because you got out of class and then, you know, you just laid down on a mat because you, you said you were lightheaded. Yeah, no, that's exactly, you know, and it's funny because the high school students though now, and like, I'm, I'm sorry, but millennials and Generation Z, they get a really bad rap, but these, the, especially the generation- what 
deservedly so. Well, some sometimes, but I gotta tell you, like, especially Generation Z, um, these kids are so well informed and make such great decisions, and they get other people involved like nothing I've ever seen. The difference between running a blood drive, well, before this all happened, running a blood drive this year versus running a blood drive only three years ago is insanely different. I, I, my blood drives at high schools that I used to get 50 or 60 pints, you have these kids that are, are well-informed and are really good at, about speaking publicly about it and stuff like that. There are like hundreds to 200 like people coming down to donate. Cool. I don't know. I have hope. Cool. Very cool. Same. Well, thank you guys. <laughs> <laughs> thank you uh, for coming on. Um, usually at this, at the end of the show, I asked Marissa, where can they catch us? But I'm going to flip it a little bit. Where do you catch us, Missy? <laughs> oh, your podcast? Yes. 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 I get your podcast through <laughs> iTunes. Okay. Um, <laughs> and um, it, it comes on through my daily feed whenever I haven't listened. But I'm not going to lie. Ever since I haven't been driving around, I'm about 20-something episodes behind. I'm so sorry. Yeah, but you listen. That's all. You do. Look, you listen to <laughs> don't tell me like that. You listen, and, you know. We, that's all we ask, and we ask people to follow us on where, Marissa. All your streaming devices. No, follow us. On. Follow us. Oh, on Yep Yeah Yes eighteen on Instagram and Twitter, the Yep Yeah Yeah podcast on Facebook, and you can listen to us on any streaming device. All you have to type in is the Yep Yeah Yes podcast. <laughs> Missy, thank you for, for joining us today and you know, hopefully we'll have you back again just to, to maybe reminisce about the goody coffee. Oh, that'd be great. I have oh, pictures of you guys I just found. We should have what? Do you have one in front of you? No. <laughs> Wait, what? So, in my in my closet, I have pictures of you guys that I was going through. And you know, I thought about having them here, but I don't know how that would well, I'll text well, them to you. Do me a favor, take a couple pictures. Mm-hmm. of it screenshots of them mm-hmm. send them my way and then i put to a collage together along with the video you know i like editing stuff okay you know? I, I found <laughs> noah too i don't know if oh, you remember, yeah, noah. I remember him yeah i remember and jonas um when he worked with us and um oh, mike and nello uh, like weird pictures weird yeah you, hmm. I, I have no pictures really of anybody i have like two or three pictures but you know I, who cares it is. Marissa, for some reason, I every time I, I got you in a shot, you're like turning away. Would, did you not like to be in picture? Because I thought this this she's a ham. I, that's what I thought. But a lot of the pictures are in the back of her head, and I'm like, I definitely was trying. You're probably, to get... But you're very very funny. You're very funny. You make me laugh from like my gut. So you probably said something, and I was going, <laughs> oh. I cackle when I laugh. Sometimes. <laughs> well, this is you, news you to just me did. because my daughter. <laughs> my daughter was cackling yesterday. I'm like, oh my god, where do you get that cackle? You 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 cackle. My baby's time. daddy was like, are you kidding me? You cackle <laughs> like that so loud. That's all you you always cackle. It's like it's okay. okay. I guffaw. Apparently. What? I I was told that I guffaw when I laugh. I have like a. <laughs> I'm like, no, I don't. But apparently I do. I laugh from my throat. I like that. I'm a throat laugher. That's what my brother sounds like Muttley. He's always like <laughs> it's so annoying. Oh, I hope he doesn't hear this. 
I forgot oh, about that. <laughs> yeah, we got to do this again. Have a this you know, is fun though. Yeah. Have a hoodie reunion. Talk about music and life <laughs> and all those great things. But thank you for uh, coming on the show. And uh, guys, donate, please. <laughs> Save my life in the future. I'm gonna be. I'm praying that I can, you know, make it to 80 something, and I might need blood one day. I might break a hip, you know. And <laughs> well, just do it really quick. Both do my parents me. needed blood transfusions. You never know. You never know when they're gonna need it. Do it yeah. Me. Yep. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Bye.